0: Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhardt. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, (laughs) books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy people. Today is May 25th, 2022. I know most of you listeners are in the United States, and today you may not be happy people. There has been yet another shooting. I am not going to cover that in this podcast because honestly, if I started talking about that, I would either break down or start using profanity and I just, I can't. So we're just going to have a moment of silence and then go on with the show. Thank you very much for being here with me today. I have actually got some great book news that I wanted to share with you. I found out last night that a friend of mine who I had sent a message to asking her if she would graciously be a visitor on my podcast, she accepted. I am so happy about this. You are going to love her. Her name is Allie Alves, and I have known her for eh, probably way too many years than either of us really want to admit to. We met when we were both working for a big bookstore chain in Wichita, Kansas, and I was impressed with this woman from the moment I met her. She has always been such a go-getter. I found out she earned a pilot's license when she was quite young. I think she was in her teens. Then she went on to learn computer programming. It was just a total whiz with computers. Then after learning all these things about computers, she went to the University of Kansas, studied linguistics. Then she went on to the University of Edinburgh, where she studied material culture and the history of the book, and then finally went on to the University of Glasgow for information management and digital preservation. After getting this incredible education, she went on to work for the Smithsonian Institution as a reference librarian in their Smithsonian Libraries and Archive Special Collections. The books that she got to handle were just amazing. Now she works for Type Punch Matrix as a rare book cataloger. Her history of getting to work with rare book collections is just amazing. She has so much knowledge and I cannot wait to get her on here so that we can talk about some of the things that she has learned over the years. And besides just being very knowledgeable, she has numerous published works on literature preservation and history. She has a killer sense of style and a great sense of humor. You will not want to miss out as I ask her about the dangers of poisonous books, the history of four-edge painting. If you don't know what that is, it's the little scene painting on the edge of book pages. We also need to find out about her love-hate relationship with cotton gloves. This is something we need to know about. This is going to be really fascinating, so be sure to watch my social media and check out the dates for when her interview is going to be up, and I'm sure we're going to talk so much, I'm going to spread it over a couple of different podcasts, so watch the social media for that information. You will not want to miss her. She is fantastic. I also have put a link to her personal webpage in the description of this podcast, so if you want to go and check her out, trust me, you want to do that. (laughs) Go right ahead. The link is there. For now, though, I'm going to stop gushing about my friend Allie coming on the podcast, and we're going to talk about Shakespeare. I have personally been a bookworm from way back when I was a child. My mom and dad got me a subscription to the Disney Book Club, and I spent a lot of time reading We moved around to several different towns whenever I was in grade school, so I was often the new kid, and it didn't help that I was always exceptionally tall as a child. My mother has told me that I was almost as tall as my teacher in kindergarten. Plus, I was overweight, so it was not really that easy for me to make new friends all the time, and whenever you move again and again and again, sometimes it's just really hard to keep trying. Books were always my constant companions, though. I always had books there for me, and I really started spending a lot of my spare time just diving into books, which, you know, <laughs> that's still something that I do today. I I live in books. I love them. I don't just read fiction books. I read a lot of nonfiction. I'm actually one of those weird nerds who likes to read scientific journals for fun. Like, I love books about string theory, and different concepts about physics. I just find it fascinating. But whenever I was a kid, my favorite thing to read was actually Shakespeare. I know, I was weird, I admit it. I still am. (laughs) I had a leather-bound edition of the Complete Works of Shakespeare that my sister actually bought for me for a birthday present one year. And when I was in junior high, I actually carried that sucker around with me everywhere and would read Shakespeare whenever I had a break. You can guess that really didn't help me make a lot of friends. It just sort of made me a little weirder and stand out more, but I didn't care. I loved reading Shakespeare. And then when I got to college, I got to take a class on the great works of Shakespeare and sit in a room with like-minded people and discuss it. It was so much fun. I love that. So one day we finally got to discuss one of my favorite works by Shakespeare, Twelfth Night. I love this one. We were talking about how some of the female characters in the story, well, pretty much all of them, were very strong female characters. They were very sure of themselves. They knew what they were doing. They went outside of conventions of that time. They did things that would have actually at that time probably gotten them killed if they were found out. So I posed a question to my instructor. I asked him, Do you think that Shakespeare wrote so many strong female characters? Because we see this in many of his works. Because he actually thought women were strong, intelligent, capable individuals. Or did he write them that way? Because at that time, in the theater, only men were allowed to be actors. And he knew that men would be playing these female parts. So he was writing them As men being in these characters, he wrote them strong and capable because he was actually writing them as venues for male actors. And my teacher actually looked at me and he was like, no one has ever asked me that question before. And we talked about it. And there was also some mention of there are rumors and speculation that Shakespeare didn't actually write these plays, that he was a front for another writer, who is actually a woman. And I think that would be very fascinating. Because if that was true, did the woman write these roles this way, because she wanted people to see women this way? I mean, these concepts are just things that I find really fascinating. And another theory is also that the woman, if it is true that a woman actually wrote these, and Shakespeare was just her pen name, if you will, and she hired him to be her front, there's this rumor that the woman was actually a woman of color. Not only would she have had to have hidden the fact that she was a woman writing these plays, but she was also a woman of color. And when you think about it, that also makes some of his other works even more interesting. If you look at Othello, the characters in that piece, There's a whole different perspective that you can read them from if you consider that it wasn't Shakespeare writing them. I mean, these theories are all very fascinating and it makes for great intellectual discourse. And I would hope that this actually makes you think a little bit more about Shakespeare and makes you want to go back and read his work. If you've never done it before, you really should read some of them. These plays are actually quite interesting. And given the time period that they were written and performed, a lot of the ideas that are in these plays are quite revolutionary. I mean, we read them now and it's no big deal. It's like, yes, there was a woman dressing up pretending to be a guy so that she could go about town by herself without being bothered. And it's, it's not that big of a deal whenever we think about it in our terms. But when you think about it as ideas that were being presented at that point in time, they were quite shocking. And he actually makes a lot of risque jokes in many of his, his works that would have been not so politically correct at that time. (laughs) I think there are a lot of pieces that he really took chances with, he or she (laughs) took chances with in these plays. And I find something new to really love about them every time I read them. So if you haven't ever read Any of the pieces by Shakespeare, I would actually suggest Twelfth Night. It's one that is not quite so heavy. It's very fun to read, and it's really a good comedy. There are a lot of good jokes in there. I think for people who read Shakespeare, you're always surprised how many common phrases we use today that actually come from Shakespeare. I think this really just goes to show how literature can have such an impact on society at large very fascinating, at least to me it is. There are so many jokes that are in the 12th night that I just absolutely love, but one of the cutest, I think, is um, a scene between Viola and, I think you say his name, Fest? I'm not sure, but it's it's a very simple exchange. The first speaking is Viola, the second is Fest, and they go back and forth. "'Dost thou live by thy music?' (laughs) "'No, sir, I live by the church.' art thou a churchman? No such matter, sir. I do live by the church for I do live at my house and my house is by the church. <laughs> I mean, I, I think these jokes are not like great, you know, belly laughs, but they're very cute. And it's a nice little play on words. And he does this throughout many of his works. And that's one of the things that I think just makes reading Shakespeare fun. So I'm kind of wondering now, have I convinced you at all to give Shakespeare a try if you've never done it before? Because I would hope that at least once you would sit down and read one work of Shakespeare if you'd never done it. It's worth it. It really is. So why not give Twelfth Night a try? I'm going to put a link at the end of my podcast description where I have all the relevant links from the episode to an online version where you can read the Twelfth Night for free. I mean, it's free, so what have you got to lose but a little time, right? And who knows, you might find something new that you really enjoy. See, and at this point in the podcast, I just want to give a few little updates. Don't forget, I finally have the entire beta version of the Into the West Saga Serial audiobook available online. You can listen to the entire text of the first novella in the Into the West Saga Serial collection absolutely free. All you have to do is go to my website, burkhartbooks.com, and click on the Members Only page. You do have to sign up for this, but it is completely free and you can quit at any time. There are no fees, there are no strings. You can join, listen to the entire audiobook for free, and then quit. That's perfectly fine. But I'm hoping that you will find other things in the Members Only section that you will enjoy enough to stick around as one of the members. I'm going to be real honest, the members only page is just a marketing setup to help me build my fan base. That's it, that's the whole point of it. So I'm not trying to monetize it, I never have any plans to monetize it. I'm just trying to find a group of people who enjoy my work and keep them all collected together in a convenient place so that I can share new information as new books and new products become available. That's it, that's the whole point. I'm never going to monetize it, It's always going to be free, you can always quit at any time, but when you join, you get free stuff, so it's not a bad deal. This podcast is going to end up running a little bit shorter than usual, but I got started very late today. First of all, I overslept, and then I was working on paperwork yesterday that I had to get done, and I didn't get a chance to record the podcast on Tuesday like I usually do. So I've had to do all of the recording and editing and everything today to get this ready to go. So I'm kind of in a rush and I have been working so hard to try and get everything set so that the only thing I have to do is keep up with the podcast and the blog and write book seven Into the West Family Ties. My focus right now, my priority is getting that book finished. Everything else has been taken care of. The majority of the redesign on the website is done. The podcast is all set up. I've got the new equipment going. I still need to work on some soundproofing, but that's secondary because the editing equipment takes care of the sound issues. So now I want to focus all of my energy on getting that last book finished so that we can go on and do other things. One of the things that people have suggested, the ones that I've been reaching out to for their opinion is that the next book actually be something that I talked about with my advisor in college, Les Anderson. If you know anything about my history, you know I went through all of the brain surgeries, and I'm not going to go into that again right now. But my health issues were something that's quite unique and rare, and my advisor told me that that was the story that I should tell. And I've been discussing this with a few people in my life, and they seem to agree that that should be the next thing that I write. I've really been enjoying doing fiction, and I have a lot of fiction ideas that I want to write. But I don't know, maybe it is time to go ahead and do this one. I've been, I've been sitting on it <laughs> for quite a while. In fact, in October of this year, it will be 19 years since my last brain surgery. And that really does just kind of boggle my mind, literally. (laughs) I do think that it might be kind of fun to try and write this and get it ready to release, but then wait until the 20th anniversary to release that one. So I might try and do the writing now, but then hold it and do that. Or who knows, I might try and shop it and have it professionally published. I don't know. We'll see. But right now my focus needs to be just on finishing book seven, Into the West Family Ties, and not jump ahead and worry about what I'm gonna do next. I need to finish this first. So that's the focus right now. And next Wednesday, I i don't know if we're gonna have Allie in next. We haven't set up the actual interview yet, so we'll have to see when I can get that in. I'll have that information on my social media as soon as it's available. But next week, I will definitely have some reading from Into the West Family Ties that I'm going to be working on furiously this weekend. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. Hug your loved ones. Enjoy your time together. And we will see you next time. Go forth and be happy.